Michael Vaughn. And so we like to all my elf friends. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and welcome to this Wednesday morning, January 13th, night 2016. And oh my gosh, what a beautiful day and a beautiful morning. It has been the I woke up this morning just a little, you know, we elves do get a little down every once in a while with <clears throat> things of the world. And uh, then I looked out my window toward the trees, and there was the most beautiful pink sunrise spread out across the sky, and my heart was lifted. So welcome. I just dropped a paper. I shall be right back. I have all of my things spread out all over this, the console here um, because I'm, you know, life for us elves is kind of sweet and bittersweet. And that's one of the reasons why I have identified with the elves of Middle Earth. This is What Would Arwen Do? I am Tani Tenuvial. This is the show where we kind of see things from the perspective of a modern Middle Earth elf if there could be such a thing, which I believe there are. I believe there are very many elvish people in the world. And that being mm, because from J.R.R. Tolkien's mythology of Middle-earth, his elves represented what was best and noblest in humans, and in particular with the focus on the arts. And they cared about their communities. They had courage. They fought but they also kind of kept to themselves, were mostly concerned with the affairs of their own people. But when uh, when the good for all free people came into question, they rose to the occasion. And they were always fighting against the powers of darkness, even before they came back into the East from the West in the Elder Days. So yesterday... I was um, working on some things for the show and kind of thinking about where it was going to go and walked downstairs and happened to glance over on the counter and the newspaper was laying there. And I myself don't read the paper. I am one of those elves that it it just kind of mm, weighs me down a bit too much. (laughs) All of that, all of the... violence and but um and so I rely on the woman I live with she lets me know about most of the things going on in the world and I try to stay out of politics I think it's wonderful there that there are people who devote their time and energy to such things but that is if everyone devoted all their time and energy to politics and the making of laws and all of that then there would be no music and art and beautiful things like that. So I looked over, and there on the counter was the newspaper, and there was a picture of David Bowie. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, why is David Bowie's picture there? (laughs) And sure enough, I looked, and it said David Bowie, 1947 to 2016. And under the picture, it says, from out of this world... 
And it says, David poses with the model Twiggy for his 1973 pinups album. He was always the gentle explorer, Sasha Ferrer-Jones writes. And there's another column in the paper that was written by her. Um, And this is from the L.A. Times. And so today, I know that uh, people everywhere, or probably in a lot of places, are giving tributes to this amazing man. And... Even here at KUCI, I'm sure that there are very many who would love to just spend their musical time with you paying tribute to him by playing his music. However, our policy here at KUCI is that we don't play mainstream music because we think there are a lot of people out there who are making good music and writing great songs that you don't know about yet. And so we devote our time to introducing you to those bands and musicians and songwriters. We do, however, have a little bit of a caveat in that, in that we uh, like to share with you remixes of songs. So a lot of times it becomes like a whole new artistic endeavor when someone takes Uh, an older song or a song that is well-known and remixes it into something new. So I am going to endeavor to do that with, for you today with some of David Bowie's music. I am Tani Tenuviel. I would love to hear from you if you ever want to send me a message just to let me know that you're there. If you have any questions, I don't know if I could answer them, but I might, I will try but it would be lovely to hear from you. And my email is askanelf at yahoo.com. A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. And generally, my shows do go up on podcast on our website at KUCI.org, where you can get information about so many things, upcoming shows, Uh, ticket giveaways. There's also um, the uh, news about things that are coming up. And I believe, I'm hoping, oh yes, there is finally an announcement about KUCI's winter training. And I noticed the phone ringing. If you're calling, I can't answer the phone right now because... We here at KUCI, we do it all. We engineer the shows, we host the shows, we answer the phone, but we can't answer the phone when we're on the air too well. So please call back a little bit later in the show when I cut to music. But if you would be interested in becoming involved with KUCI, please visit our website, Uh, the KUCI DJ Winter Training Class, which covers for training for DJs and also for talk show hosts, starts Tuesday, Tuesday, January 19th. So that will be next Tuesday at 7 p.m. in HICF 100K. UC students, faculty, and staff with a strong desire to be part of the best radio station in Orange County, are welcome. So you can contact us by emailing us at training at KUCI.org. 
Again, all that information is right on our website, our home site at KUCI.org. And if you're interested in podcasts, uh, please go to archives, scroll down to podcasts, and then look for the show. If you're looking for me, it would be at What Would Arwen Do? So back to David Bowie. Oh, and just to let you know that all of the uh, copyrighted uh, material and music will be edited out of uh, our podcasts. But I always let you know what it was and where you could find it. So at the beginning of the show, we started, as usual, with the magical music of Howard Shore from the Fellowship of the Ring. And we heard first... The from the Council of Elrond with the love theme of Aragorn, Aragorn and Arwen, and then after that we heard Button Dreams, which is a wonderful song, and I thought quite fitting for a um, show, kind of as a tribute to David Bowie, who has now passed from the circles of this world, and but leaves behind an amazing legacy. So with that, I would like to say that yesterday, uh, preparing for the show, as I saw his picture there in the paper, and I thought, oh my gosh, what, what can I say about David Bowie? He was, he was an even older elf than I was, and, than I am. And uh, it's interesting because... He, I know it sounds, it may sound kind of odd, but he was so elvish. I mean, this man was so creative and he was always breaking barriers and he was always keeping people guessing about what he was going to do next. And interestingly to me is that he was not ever really one of my necessarily favorite uh, performers or musicians. I heard his songs from time to time, but I just never really necessarily hooked up with the David Bowie craze. I, although now it's in where I work, we have music that comes in through satellite or whatever it is. And we have a lot of times the pop station that they turn on has many of its songs. So it seems like almost every day I'm hearing David Bowie uh, sing about changes <laughs> and um, ground control to Major Tom. <clears throat> and so it's funny because I was just, I had that song Changes kind of running through my head recently. And then I see this notice about him. Now, just for some of the general facts, and then I want to read a bit from some of the places and just interesting things as I began to look at, if you go even just to Wikipedia, I mean, the article and the information on him is amazing. I mean, this man had such an amazing life that, that scanned both music and theatrical performance. He was on Broadway and just doing things in so many areas that were groundbreaking and memorable and I think probably paved the way through the wilderness for a lot of the musicians who are still out here today. And of course, when the news of his passing was released, uh, there were lots of tweets from uh, Madonna and um, just a lot of 
uh, stars who, and I think, in fact, I think Madonna said that he changed her, you know, he changed my life is what she tweeted. And so I'm not going to get into a lot of that. Hopefully I can do him some honor by the things that I share today. Because I was asking myself as I began to look into this, how do you cover such a life in just, you know, 45 or 50 minutes that I have here on the air? And what does it, what does it mean? And I think that 99.9% of us will not be a David Bowie or a Whitney Houston or a Martin Luther King or a Mother Teresa, but we each have something to contribute to our world, however large the scope of that may be. And I always like to ask, am I adding joy or sorrow to life, to my own or to someone else's? Am I adding hope or despair? And I think we get the opportunity to choose. And um, so with that, I'm going to try to get into some of this. And it was interesting because I, as I began to read about how um, David Bowie was so groundbreaking, first let me read just a little bit about, um, about just his, about him in general. It says that he was born David Robert Haywood Jones in Brixton, London on January 8th, 1947. So his birthday just passed. And in fact, he released his latest and last CD, uh, Black Star, on that day. And it says, Bowie shared his birthday, albeit 12 years later, with the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, to whom many critics often compared Bowie for his barrier-breaking influence on popular music. And so with that, okay, let me get my, all my little technological helpers here in line. I wanted to share a little uh, something that was on Wikipedia about his, the influence of Elvis Presley. It says, in 1953, Bowie moved with his family to the suburb of Bromley, where two years later, he progressed to Burnt Ash Junior School. His voice was considered, quote, adequate by the school choir, and he demonstrated above-average abilities in playing the recorder. At the age of nine, nine, his dancing during the newly introduced music and movement classes was strikingly imaginative. Teacher called his interpretations vividly artistic and his poise astonishing for a child. The same year, his interest in music was further stimulated when his father brought home a collection of American 45s, yay, by artists including Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, The Platters, Fats Domino, Elvis Presley, and Little Richard. Upon listening to Tutti Frutti, Bowie would later say, I had heard God. (laughs) Presley's impact on him was likewise emphatic. Bowie says, I saw a cousin of mine dance to Hound Dog, and I had never seen her get up and be moved so much by anything. It really impressed me, the power of the music. I started getting records immediately after that. So that's when he was nine years old. So that's when he, uh, 
His interest in music was piqued. And what a time, what a time to come into the world of music and rock and roll music. Another thing uh, says here that I wanted to share with you. Oh, I apologize for the rattling of papers. I says that he. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You'll just. I'm. I'm going to be like. Uh, who's that talk show host that's always wrestling the papers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I wrote A's and B's, but... Okay, so it says here... Let, just let me share some of these things. It says, um, on Friday, the day he turned 69, Bowie released a new album pronounced Black Star. It was recorded early in 2015 after Bowie had been diagnosed with cancer, which he had for about 18 months, <clears throat> a condition he largely kept to himself and his family. His longtime collaborator, Tony Visconti, said it was Bowie's intention that the album would be his farewell message. He always did what he wanted to do, Visconti wrote on his Facebook page, and he wanted to do it his way, and he wanted to do it the best way. His death was not different from his life, a work of art. He made Black Star for us his parting gift. And uh, it says... Um, one of the most artistically about David Bowie, <clears throat> again, here I'm reading from the article in the Los Angeles Times yesterday, one of the most artistically adventurous musicians to surface in the 1970s. He also connected with several, connected with several hit singles and albums, among them Changes, which was emblematic of his chameleonic artistry, Rebel Rebel, Young Americans and Fame, a collaboration with John Lennon that took him to the top of the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart in 1975. His only other number one hit came eight years later with the appropriately titled Let's Dance. Oh, who doesn't love Let's Dance? Okay, don't answer that. <clears throat> Whose success landed him on the cover of Time magazine. In all, he had eight top 20 singles and 14 top 20 albums, according to Billboard, among the 40-plus albums and 31 singles he placed on those charts. And <clears throat> he was just am amazing. Um, let's see. Among those posting messages, David McCartney weighs in saying, David was a great star, and I treasure the moments we had together. His music played a very strong part in in British musical history, his star will shine in the sky forever. And from J.K. Rowler, who wrote Harry, the Harry Potter series, she says, she tweets, I wish he could have stayed on Earth longer. Uh, he was also so amazing in, um, as an actor. Since here as the 80s unfolded, Bowie found it difficult to convince followers that his new music represented him Oh, no, that, um, yes, that's something different. <laughs> this is another part. As the 80s unfolded, Bowie, well, okay, in 1976, he played the alien visitor in Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth. And, of course, there was the um, Ziggy Stardust tour, and he even mentioned at one point that he was kind of having a little hard time keeping himself... Um, separated out, in a sense, from his characters. But 
Um, he says, as the 80s unfolded, Bowie found it difficult to convince followers that his new music represented himself and not just another character. There's something unique about rock and roll, he told the Times then-pop music critic Robert Hilburn in 1987, that makes everyone want to think that you are the same person offstage that you are on stage. I mean, no one looks at Bobby De Niro and says, well, he changes his roles all the time, so therefore he's calculating and you can't trust him. <laughs> For me, rock was always about narrative or putting forward little stories and ideas, however strange and off the wall they might be. I guess it's flattering that everyone believed I was those characters, but it also is dehumanizing. I meet people all the time and I can see the mistrust in their eyes, the calculation like calculation is my middle name. I love that he says, for me, rock was always about narrative or putting forward little stories and ideas, however strange or off the wall they might be. And uh, that's uh, reiterated at the first part of this article where it says he saw music as narrative and the invention of characters became part of his creative style. Later, he lamented that these made-up personas were mistaken for signs of personal transformation. <clears throat> A quote from him, I always saw it as theater, but the audience saw it as me going through all the changes, he said. So with that, I wanted to play something for you. Um, he did a collaboration with Queen. And again, if you go to his... Oh, there's so many places, but there's obviously his, his own website. But even here on Wikipedia, just reading all of the things that this amazing man was involved with. And uh, I wanted to read to you a little bit right here about uh, his collaboration with Queen. And then I'm going to play for you a Rebex. Okay, <clears throat> so it goes through all the different periods. But starting in 1992 to 98, so this was the electronic period. On 20 April, oh, sorry about the rustling of papers again. On 20 April 1992, Bowie appeared on the, at the Freddie Mercury tribute con concert following the Queen singer's death the previous year. As well as performing Heroes and All the Young Dudes, he was joined on Under Pressure by Annie Lennox who took Mercury's vocal part. During his appearance, Bowie knelt and recited the Lord's Prayer at Wembley Stadium. I love that part. Four days later, Bowie and Iman were married in Switzerland, intending to move to Los Angeles. They flew in to search for a suitable property, but found themselves confined to their hotel under curfew. The 1992 Los Angeles riots began the day they arrived. They settled in New York instead. Ah. Unfortunate for us who might have had the direct influence of David Bowie right here in the Los Angeles area. Who knows what may have come of that. However, they settled in New York, and we still have lots of wonderful things. So I wanted to play for you a remix of Queen and David Bowie, and this is by Car Crash Hearts 247. You can find it on YouTube. And I hope you will enjoy this first little tri musical tribute to the amazing giant of a star, 
David Bowie. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Under pressure. Pressure. And yes, that was the amazing voice of David Bowie and Freddie Mercury with a remix of Under Pressure. So, yes, here at KUCI, we do not play mainstream music, but we are allowed some remixes once in a while of some of the amazing people who have paved the road of rock and roll and so many musical genres with the gold of their magical beings. So... Yes, last Friday, David Bowie celebrated his 69th birthday and the release of his CD, Black Star. And Sunday, he passed from the circles of this world. And gosh, where is he now and what is he doing? I hope he's having a very wonderful time. I would imagine he's probably still dancing. So I wanted to share a little bit more. um, And I did some research because I think I mentioned earlier, I do want to mention that all of the, there goes my papers, that all of the music will be edited out for the podcast, but the podcast will be up later. And you might be wondering, well, what does all this have to do with Middle Earth? Well, I believe it has very much to do with Middle Earth. And I, because as, as, I, as soon as I began to do a little research on David Bowie, even though I was, you know, of course, aware of his incredible musicianship, but I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's so much like an elf. And when I was reading about his comments about... Um, you know, playing all these different, really interesting and weird characters and how he would meet people. And, you know, his fans, were they didn't differentiate between him as a person and the roles that he played. And I was thinking about how interesting it is to me, at least in the mythology of Middle Earth, that J.R. Tolkien um, was pretty clear about about that. It's amazing to me how even... um, the characters sometimes would enter into different identities. And as they did, they would take on new names. So in the tale of Luthien and Beren, Beren goes to, you know, get the Silmaril so that he may have the hand of Luthien because King Thingol has said that, um, you know, only someone of that character and would be worthy of his daughter, which was a really not a very good thing to do because it then involved him and all of his family and kingdom in the oath of the Silmarils, which, um, and the doom of the Silmarils. But at one point, Beren takes the Silmaril, his hand is bit off by the wolf, and he becomes. Baron one hand, and uh, thereafter he was um, he was known by that name, and so it's interesting um, 
Even the elves often changed their names. Thingol was Elu. Um, so, but I wanted to read to you from the Velikinta, and because it's so wonderful. These were the angelic beings, and then of course we see Gandalf, who was known also, you know, um, Mithrandir, Gandalf, the Grey Pilgrim. Um, so in the Velikinta, which is the account of the Valar and the Maiar, according to the lore of the Eldar. And it says here, in the beginning, Iru, the one who in the elvish tongue is named Iluvatar, made the Ainur of his thought, and they made a great music before him. In this music the world was begun, for Iluvatar made visible the song of the Ainur, and they beheld it as a light in the darkness. And many among them became enamored of its beauty and of its history, which they saw beginning and unfolding as in a vision." Therefore, Iluvatar gave to their vision being, and set it amid the void, and the secret fire was sent to burn at the heart of the world, and it was called Ea. Then those of the Ainur who desired it arose and entered into the world at the beginning of time, and it was their task to achieve it, and by their labors to fulfill the vision which they had seen." Long they labored in the regions of Ea, which are vast beyond the thought of elves and men, until in the time appointed was made Arda, the kingdom of earth. And they put on the raiment of earth and descended into it and dwelt there. And so we see even in the mythology of Middle-earth that the angelic beings put on the raiment of earth, so they became incarnate. And it talks about uh, one of the great ones is the spouse of Iuli is Yavanna, who is one of my favorites because she is was the one who created the trees and all of the um, the the sleeping flowers that came to life. It says the spouse of Iuli is Yavanna, the giver of gifts, <clears throat> the giver of fruits. She is the lover of all things that grow in the earth and all their countless forms she holds in her mind. From the trees like towers in forests long ago to the moss upon stones or the small and secret things in the mold. In reverence, Yavanna is next to Varda among the queens of the Valar. In the form of a woman, she is tall and robed in green, but at times she takes other shapes. Some there are who have seen her standing like a tree under heaven, crowned with the, with the sun, and from all its branches there spilled a golden dew upon the barren earth, and it grew green with corn. But the roots of the tree were in the waters of Olmo, and the winds of Manwe spoke in its leaves. Kemantari, queen of the earth, she is surnamed in the elven t Eldoran tongue. And so, to me, I thought, as I was reading, I remembered back to the mythology of Middle-earth, and I was thinking, oh, David Bowie, surely, surely was like an elf, or possibly one of the Maiar. But then um, it, it was interesting to me. I thought, well, I should probably look at um, his last CD. And we'll get to that in, in just a moment, I wanted to share with you a little bit, though, about, well, of course we know about all the different things that he did 
all the music that he brought to us over the years and the tours. Never went to one of his tours, but always found him as quite an amazing person. I loved Labyrinth. It was very, uh, it was a little dark, but it was, it was just, you know, one of those kind of edgy kind of things. Um, if you go to Wikipedia and read a bit about his acting career, uh, it's amazing. Um, biographer David Buckley writes, the essence of Bowie's contribution to popular music can be found in his outstanding ability to analyze and select ideas from outside the mainstream, from art, literature, theater, and film, and to bring them inside so that the currency of pop is constantly being changed. Buckley says just one person took glam rock to new rarefied heights and invented character playing in pop, marrying theater and popular music in one seamless, powerful whole. And he goes on to talk about the beginnings of his acting to career um, and, um, you know, so many things that he was involved in, the Looking Glass Murders, the Image, um, the Virgin Soldiers, the Man Who Fell to Earth. Um, it goes on to say, Bowie took the role in the Broadway theater production, The Elephant Man, which he undertook wearing no stage makeup and which earned high praise for his expressive performance. He played the part 157 times between 1980 and 1981. So here was a man who was comfortable on stage, and I love that uh, term, um, glam rock, because if there's anything that's glam rock, that would be David Bowie. But also, here was a man that could go on stage. On stage, you don't have the benefit of a film editor. <laughs> You're just right there. And he, and he played The Elephant Man, which is such a moving, moving uh, movie and story. And wearing no stage makeup and earned high praise for his expressive performance. So... Yes, this uh, this is a show. My roots are in Middle Earth, but my heart is a little sad that David Bowie has passed from the circles of this world, but he was 69 years old and has left us such an amazing legacy. I wanted to play one more song of his before um, rounding out the show today. There was something, oh yes, I wanted to read to you one other thing from, I have <laughs> I have pages of notes that I probably will never get to, but it was wonderful for me, just in the sense of taking several, several hours yesterday afternoon to just appreciate this man and what he has given to the world of music and art and theater. Um... This there was another. So, in case you still have the Los Angeles Times lying around from yesterday, you may want to pick it up. In the calendar section, there's also a wonderful uh, two articles and a animated picture of uh, Bowie. But I love uh, this article by Sasha Ferrer Jones, a critic at large. It says, "In appreciation, David uh, Bowie, the Gentle Explorer," and I thought, "Ah, oh, what a what a wonderful." title for him, The Gentle Explorer, considering how crazy and uh, he, you know, he was and always at the cutting edge. 
Um, she says, he was just like us, David Bowie. Sounds wrong, doesn't it? What could we have in common with the glamorous bundle of hangers? Which of us could find a hairline between genders and camp there for years? Could we make leg warmers look fabulous? Could there be any commonalities between regular folk and this alien who loved the world? Look at the ending, end or the beginning, and you'll find the key. You'll see a disciplined, almost log- illogically sweet man who paid exquisite attention to everything. Bowie was equally fascinated by the mundane and the bizarre, the accidental charges and the planned grinding makework. He made himself from both. Of course, David Bowie was nothing like any of us beyond two tendencies. He worked like a dog and he paid attention. When his career began roughly 50 years ago, he was just plain David Jones, known professionally as Davy Jones. There ended up being another such Jones in the Monkees, so a new name was needed. The David Bowie futzed with variations of folk and tweaked the ideas of a music hall dandy, loading it with bits of hippie culture without finding a successful hybrid. The songs, though, started coming early. Space Oddity in 1969, The Man Who Sold the World, 1970. His stylistic range started wide, which is where it stayed. And it says, um, um, so anyway, the article goes on. We are just about out of time. And I wanted to share just a little bit more of a musical tribute to David Bowie. And as I mentioned, the, um, this is KUCI, and we do not play mainstream music because we love that there are so many artists out there that are um, already making a difference and making a uh, name for themselves in music. And our um, hope and joy is to um, share with you music that you won't find so one way that we do that with mainstream music is sharing with you remixes. So with that, I'm going to end the show with a remix by David Bowie of, there's actually several, and it was hard, it was kind of hard to choose which one, but I decided to go with um, the Star Rockers remix. And I hope that you will enjoy this. This is KUCI. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And so with ending today, I hope you, first of all, I hope you will stay tuned for Writers on Writing. Uh, Everything that you might want to know about getting published, which will be coming up in just a few minutes at the 9 o'clock hour. I hope you will check out our programming here at KUCI. We have so many amazing um, musicians. The show that's on right before this with Illegal DJ is has fast becoming one of my favorite shows. We have everything from punk to rock to electronic to jazz to classical. So please check out our programming on our KUCI website. And if you're interested in becoming involved with our crazy family, please consider coming to our training. At least come the first night and check it out, which will be next Tuesday at 7 p.m. And if you'd like more information, you can email us at training at KUCI.org. Our winter training is open to all members of uh, UCI students, faculty, and staff. So please consider getting involved. And as I mentioned earlier, you can email me at askanelf at yahoo.com. 
I would love to hear from you. And the podcast should be up later. All of the info, all of the music will be edited out, but you can find it all, uh, all of today's music right on YouTube. And I invite you to take some time this week to just celebrate the genius of David Bowie, who has passed from the circles of this world. And think a little bit about what you have to contribute. As I mentioned, none of us, probably none of us, are going to be David Bowie's, but we can add to the joy or the sorrow, the hope or despair in the world, and we get to choose about that. As Mary Oliver, one of my favorite poets, ends one of her poems, she says, What will you do with your one wild and precious life? Well, David Bowie did something pretty significant for us, so let's see what we can do just in our little tiny corner of the world. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and until next week, I will have to say, Namariel.